Hello and welcome to the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader, Executive Director of Friends Indeed. So nice to have you with us today. So Friends Indeed is an interfaith organization and we provide critical needs supportive services uh, to our homeless and at-risk neighbors, uh, helping them to rebuild their lives. And we do everything uh, with compassion, connection, and dignity. And so it's wonderful to have you here for uh, another episode of this podcast. So today we're going to have our first installment of what uh, I'm calling Stories from the Street. So often on this podcast, I interview folks, either staff or uh, other people in the community, to talk about issues uh, regarding homelessness, poverty, um, other things around uh, moral or religious uh, interests, as well as talk about our programs and um, hear about the different things that we do uh, on a regular basis. But this monthly uh, episode, once a month, uh, for stories on the street, is about hearing directly from some of the people that we serve. And so I think it's really important that Oftentimes, we talk about homelessness or poverty as an issue, something to deal with, but we don't often talk to the people who are experiencing it and actually dealing with it. So I want to bring those stories to you, whether they are someone who is uh, actually living on the streets right now someone who is at risk of being evicted, someone who comes to our women's room, someone who uses our food pantry services, because too often we talk about folks without talking to them. We don't ask them what it is that they're experiencing, what it is that they might need from us, rather than us just assuming. And while the folks you see on the street uh, at the freeway exits, uh, on the sidewalks, people you might uh, encounter coming out of a store or a restaurant. Those are chronically homeless folks, usually. And we're going to try and talk to some of them. But there's also folks that you don't see. They're perhaps your neighbor who is struggling to pay the rent. Perhaps it's a friend whose kid uh, just got sick or their car broke down or some other issue uh, took out a chunk of their savings and so now they are at risk uh, of becoming homeless. Or just uh, an acquaintance who you don't know is working two jobs just to get by and maybe needs to use uh, the food pantry in order to supplement. And I hope that this uh, episode and these uh, stories will do more than uh, deal with an issue, but hopefully touch your heart, uh, inspire you, move you. And uh, I will tell you that many of the people, if not all the people that I've encountered at Friends Indeed, they bring not despair, not uh, anger, even though they might feel both of those things, there's so much gratitude and there's so much thankfulness and there's so much positivity that a lot of folks express. So 
I think it's important uh, for all of us to hear that as well. So when we come back, we'll launch into some stories uh, from the street. So this is the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. So grateful that you're with us and uh, we'll be right back. One of the special things about Friends Indeed is that we are supported by so many congregations. So I just want to give a shout out to a few that uh, support us. First United Methodist Church, Passing the Jewish Temple and Center, First Congregational Church, and Passing the Presbyterian Church. Thank you so much. We are so very grateful and uh, love our partnership with you all. So I am really grateful that uh, one of our clients in our eviction prevention rental assistance program, Bonnie, uh, agreed to to talk with us. So hi, Bonnie. Hi, how are you, Emma? I'm I'm all right. Thanks for agreeing. Um, Can you just uh, tell us some of your story and how did we come to, to meet you and be able to help you? Okay, yes, my name is Bonnie and I'm a... Uh, senior citizens here in Pasadena, California, and I came to Pasadena um, uh, with some issues that I had. I had lost my husband. Um, He died a year ago. I also lost my daughter and my husband due to complications and COVID, and I lost my daughter due to a of domestic violence situation uh, shortly after my husband in October passed. I lost my daughter to a domestic violence situation. And uh, just um, uh, on top of everything, I lost a sister who was incarcerated. And shortly after my daughter had passed, I lost my sister who was incarcerated, but uh, she was uh, murdered. And while she was incarcerated, she was, she had been there a while and she was on her way out and, um, you know, just devastating to our family. And so, um, I came out to Pasadena because I have a, a great aunt here that had, had contracted COVID. And at that particular time, there was no one to really uh, you know, help her at that particular time. And I was in desperate need to, you know, kind of get away from everything that I had went through. And that was, that's what brought me to Pasadena. And unfortunately they put her in the hospital. So it put me in a position where I really had nowhere to go. Um, that at that particular time, the, that's when, um, airlines were going crazy and they was not letting people fly without, um, a vaccination card so I was kind of here um with nowhere to really go and I reached out to a couple of people one was my uh, councilman uh John Kennedy and um he directed me to a couple of places which was um which brought me to friends indeed and um I explained to friends indeed my situation at that time I was I was uh in the in getting ready to be homeless. I was, I had no address. And so, um, 
I came across uh, friends indeed, and they uh, assisted me. Um, oh, just was so very, very nice and, and understanding about what I was going through, and and um, you know, just really took their arms and wrapped their arms around me and told me that you know they were going to do what they could to help me. Um, I was still waiting on some monies for for my um, my deceased husband. You know, I was trying to get widow's pension, and I had really kind of exhausted all my resources in trying to get money. I'm a I'm a teacher by trade, and by being in a different city, you know, I was waiting on a clearance um, in order to get with the school district, which they hadn't opened yet. So it was just a. a you know, just a lot of things that was going on with me, mm -hmm. and I really didn't know which way to turn. Mm -hmm. But when I got with friends indeed, and um, I uh, talked with um, the director over the rental assistance program, uh, Ryan was a very, very comforting to let me know that they were going to do everything that, that to try to help me to, you know, sustain a place because I did have somewhere to stay. I just didn't have the money to pay at that particular time to, to, to uh, secure the place. And mm -hmm. he assured me that they would help. And, and um, you know, it, it happened so fast. Everything was looking down, but it happened so fast uh, with friends. Indeed, everything just came through such in a timely manner. And I was just really so grateful. I can't even express how grateful I was and the uh, readiness uh, for them to help and the, the quickness that they helped me in. I, I can't explain how grateful I am for the help that Friends Indeed has gave me with the rental assistance program. Wow. Well, Bonnie, uh, we're really grateful uh, that you were able to find us. Um, I'm curious if you can, you know, for people to hear... Uh, the, you know the emotions uh, that you feel, or how do you, how did you manage through this through this very difficult time? Where do you, where do you find that that hope and that ability to to uh, uh, move forward after such a, a challenging and tragic uh, series of events? Um, you know. Um, you know, I'm a, of course I'm a Christian, and you know I just. I just kept in mind that, you know, there was one song that, you know, I would always look to, and it, it, it was a song that, in the song, it said, for when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Mm. And, um, you know, that pushed me forward every day. I listened to the song that, you know, that I'm more than a conqueror and that, you know, when I'm weak, I'm strong. And, you know, I just continue to pray and with no, no, no one else. I mean, besides friends indeed that I had came in contact with as far as John, the councilman, if there was no one else that I could turn to. So, you know, prayer was a source of my strength and, um, I continue to pray and I continue to know that, you know, there is a there is hope, you know, at the end of the tunnel here, and I just continue to, uh, you know, pray and 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 you know, and just you know, hope for the best. And um, mm -hmm. I ask God to just direct me to the people that I needed at that particular time, and that's what really you know helped me to continue to 
push forward. Um, the emotional, the emotional part of it is that I had to realize too, that, you know, even though, you know, we are Christians and we pray, we always need someone to talk to and someone to express ourselves to. And at that moment, I didn't have anybody, but just to tell my story to, 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 um, to the director, um, uh, there, that really, released a lot of my um, anxiety and my uh, depression just to be able to tell somebody, you know, I've lost my husband. I lost my daughter. I don't know what else, you know, to do at this point. That really helped just to be able to speak it. And, Mm. And that that really kept me going. And then, you know, anytime I got a chance to tell someone about my story and how, you know, I thought all was lost and and then everything just happened so fast. That was encouraging to them and as well as myself just to continue to talk about it. So that really, that, that's really what helped me just to continue to, to talk about it and, and, and to find out that I was not alone mm. in my, in my struggle. Yeah. And um, so that really, that really helped me. It's just talking about it and praying about it and just continuing to move forward. Well, Bonnie, we are uh, so grateful that we were able to be there for you and, and your willingness to share. And I, I hope that, you know, people who uh, may be hearing this uh, can feel that, that they're not alone um, and that, uh, you know, can, can muster the, the hope and the strength that, that you shared about. So, we will look forward to uh, hearing, hopefully hearing good things uh, about about your life. And I know that hopefully you're going to be able to get back to teaching uh, really soon. Um, and it sounds from your experience, you have a lot to offer to, to those yes, uh, who you'll teach. I want to be able to tell others that's going through this uh, traumatic time that all of us are going through is to, to stay encouraged. Hmm. And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, don't, don't ever think that, you know, all is lost. If you just, if you, if you can just continue to keep getting up and putting one foot in front of the other, you know, something, something will happen to where it'll change your life. And, um, you know, change your situation. It might not change your emotions about what has happened and the, and the grief and all, but things will change if we just continue to be optimistic and keep looking, looking towards the sky and know that prayer is a, is, is a very big key to, uh, you know, to change. Hmm. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much. And obviously we wish you all the best and uh, continue to, to stay in touch. And if there's anything, you know, we can do, um, we'll continue to be there. But we're really grateful. And um, hopefully, um, you know, uh, you'll continue to, to, to rise uh, higher and higher uh, in, in getting back on your feet. So thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank Ryan and all of the, the people that works for Fan Indeed. And, and I really do appreciate it. And with tears in my eyes and a song in my heart, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for what you all have done to help me to, and give me hope. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bonnie.
All right, so I'm really grateful that our director of street outreach and housing, William Shelby, uh, agreed to to join us and uh, tell us a little bit about one of the folks, one of the men that we've known a long time on the street. Uh, his name is Howard. So I, I want William uh, to share his story and tell you a little bit uh, about him. Good afternoon. Um, so one of the things that um, is so unique about uh, Howard is he is one of our um, clients where we uh, want everything for him. We want to get him housed. We want to get him into an apartment. We want to put him in a motel. But that's what our goals are. And for Howard, who is somebody that has been out on the streets for some time, uh, living, you know, day to day outside, being on the spectrum, that might not necessarily be his goals. And that was a lesson for us to learn with Howard. So Howard's been uh, part of the Pasadena community's unhoused population for quite a few years now. And we've run into him several times. He utilizes a lot of our services uh, at Friends Indeed, our Bad Weather Shelter, Pantry Things, uh, and the street outreach people um, quite often. And we've developed a long relationship with him. And in developing that, we found that Howard's needs are, are met very easily. He just needs clothing, food, uh, and somebody to talk to. He's very engaging. He wants to talk. He wants to be a part of things. He's very routine. So he shows up at our scheduled days of activation for weather, weather activation and our street outreach locations. Um, and he gets his needs met that way. Uh, though we want to have the world for him and put him into a, an apartment of his own, it's not something that he's comfortable with right now. Uh, and that, again, I go back to that's something we had to learn, that what we want it might not always be exactly what the client wants right at that moment. So Howard's been, like I said, out on the streets in Pasadena for, for quite some time. Um, he's 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 on the spectrum. He has a speech impediment. Um, and we continue to engage him to see when he's ready to make the next step into going indoors. But for now, he's he's not there. And and that needs to be okay with us, even though it's difficult for providers like ourselves when we want the best for him because he's such a great human being. Uh, Howard is a gentleman about 53 years old. Um, like I said, has a speech impediment. Um, he had a rough childhood uh, from what we understand and a very difficult uh, time growing up with his family um, that created a situation where he w is unable and unwilling to engage any kind of family members or family uh, of any sort due to the rough nature of his upbringing, according to him. It's really beautiful to hear. And, and knowing, you know, uh, not every story is, is going to be with the outcome that, uh, that either that we want or that we think, uh, a person should have. And, and that was one of the reasons we wanted to, to talk about Howard, because even though, um, 
he may not get housed, uh, we still are, are providing that, that love and compassion and connection uh, and dignity. And to know that he's cared for uh, is, is at this moment, uh, you know, what Friends Indeed is offering. And, um, you know, we're glad uh, to be able to be there, be there for him. So thank you, William. That's going to do it for another episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. So glad you uh, were with us. If you liked what you heard, uh, please do share it uh, with family and friends. And if you want to learn more about what we do in our work, you can visit our website at friendsindeedpas.org. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. Hope to see you next time. Thanks so much.